everybody, and welcome to Wednesday Night Live. G'day, Yogi. Good evening, good afternoon, Mr. Craig Forsythe. Are you well? I am very well, thank you. And good afternoon, Mike. How are you? I'm well too, mate. I'm uh, just standing here having a bit of a go. You'll be pleased to know my truck is roadworthy tonight. All my lights are working. Well, that's good to see that you've done uh, I was wondering why I wasn't sleeping so well the last couple of nights, and that is why. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I was worried about you. Mm. You were. Uh, yeah. So you're southbound again, Mike, on a Wednesday night? Southbound on a Wednesday night on 31, yes. Where else would you rather be? Oh, no. <laughs> it's, not, it's not what you said two minutes ago in the team meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I actually said, this is easy, this is easy, this highway now, mate. It's... Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. I did ask the question whether, Mike, you like running up and down that road. And you said it was quite easy now. It's, 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 it's a little boring, to be frank. Um, yeah, and that's what happens when you bypass all the town. A little boring, yeah. A little bit. Well, nothing here to say. So, so, so enough, enough water's gone under the bridge and enough things have passed. Well, is that a discussion that we should be chucking on the radio? Are bypasses worth it? I'd say yeah, some towns probably think they are. I reckon Yas probably thinks it is. Yeah, but yeah, I reckon they I mean, should. Have, I don't. Re- I honestly still don't reckon they shouldn't bypass cop. Well, leave it alone. You've got to have a couple of major towns where you can get a pizza if you want one. And a, yeah, but you can't stop anywhere in Coffs. Well, you can. You got to where stop in Well, well, where you where have you parked the truck? The pizza shop. Don't let the guilt get in the way of your decision. If you <laughs> want a pizza, <laughs> just stop on the side of the road and walk down and get it. Yeah. <laughs> Pick that up in your healthy two-month challenge. Walk some calories off for that pizza. Oh, well, I want a pizza now. I've decided I'd be, that. be walking for a bloody week to pay for the calories of a pizza, mate. Yeah, I know, I know. See, that's the downside when you learn how many calories are in a pizza and then you think, ooh, I've got a lot of work to do here. To a lot that. to be done. Yeah, I oh, know. And I reckon I've been in a calorie deficit eating pizza. Although I did leave some at Goulburn the other night and I ate the crust. Yeah, call me what you will. I yeah. did it and I have no regrets. No, no regrets, no guilt. No, nah, I didn't let the guilt get in the way of my decision. The crust looked good. I cut the crust off and I ate the crust. No feelings of remorse? Nope. See, nah, I didn't wake up in the shower crying at all. So you only ate the crust? I I ate half the pizza and then I ate the crust (laughs) on the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) You were sitting right there, you bullfed. You were right beside me. Because I was going into into Colette's nachos as well. (laughs) I think I I might have even eaten some of that pizza. It was a very plain pizza, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just in a wine with pepperoni. Like the, the only pizza to have. Oh, that's right, because I picked all the pineapple off it. No, nah, no, we're not going to get into that debate. Well, we are, because you don't right. get fruit on pizzas. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you had voted two to one, Yogi. Yeah, well, phone in good people of On The Road Radio on a Wednesday night. Make it happen for me, because... It's the biggest issue in transport it. today. Do it we is, put yeah. pineapple on the pizza or not? Well, hey, pineapples are hot right now. They're in season. And it is yep. the biggest issue going around. It should be one of the main focuses <laughs> of what everybody thinks. I reckon we need to have a stoppage over 
Yeah, it's the great pineapple pineapple debacle of 2023. Uh, the industry come to a grind and halt. They'll be making memes about it next week. <laughs> bit of a stoppage. <laughs> bit of a stoppage. <laughs> if I've got a bit of industry unity happening, we can, we can certainly make a decision about pineapple on pizza and make that oh. stick. Oh, do you know what I think is probably an, an easier topic to discuss? Is what? Like, what should we get paid the same? Like, uh. <laughs> like pineapple and pizza actually divides people straight out. Well, There's no thinking about it, is there? No, it's crap. Or yes, you're mad for not having it. Like yeah. it straight out divides people. So, but so does potato scallop and potato cake, mate. Well, no, it should. That's a clear. No, that's a clear definition. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I know why I fell off the wagon. I fell off the wagon at Barnawatha there just before I was... Oh, oh the wagon just got going. I was doing a Roadhouse review and I was in there taking a couple of pictures for the Roadhouse review. Oh, and the, I don't play fucking like. And the bird, <laughs> the bird behind it, Bain Marie, come out and she plonked half a dozen beautiful, freshly cooked potato oh, scallops in the oh, Bain Marie. Oh, and and oh what can I say? Well, I, had, I ate two of them. What can I say? Well, that's better than eating four. Yeah. Well, I did, yeah. I had two. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, like the food critic that. now. Yeah. So, yeah. I, they're awesome, but they're awesome potato scallops there, though. They are uh, absolutely just No, nah, I don't. Oh, geez, there's some other better ones around than that. But anyway. There we, are good ones. Look, there, there are lots of good ones around. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I do. I, I agree. There are good ones around, but they're but pretty good. They're pretty got. good. Yeah, for what they're you got and where you are, they're pretty. They hit. They hit. They hit the right. No, but so like now, Mike, <laughs> potato scallop and a potato cake. Now, one is a thinly sliced bit of potato, and the other one is mashed potato. That defines. That, that's the right. Two. Correct. You won't, you won't right. get the argument out of me. You're 100 percent correct. No, no, no. I've not started you up yet at all. The no. one I'm going to start you up is with people hate pineapple on a pizza or they love pineapple. It's no, there's no, there's no definition of what's right or wrong. There's no. no blurred lines of what you think is this and that. It's either you have pineapple on your pizza or you simply don't. Yeah, no, you simply don't. You simply don't. Yeah. Well, these are all simple because you do. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there you go. Well, I, I just have a message from your household that says pineapple for sure. So, yeah, yeah that's right. That's their one. That's the United household right there. Yeah, yeah. United. So this but, is one of those but, agreed but, to disagree things, is it? How, how much pineapple on said pizza? Because you don't want to make it too sweet. You know, see, so this is where this, this old theory means. Yes. So it's a similar anyway. thing with anchovy, though, too. People like anchovy no. and other people. No, don't. it's disgusting. No. 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 No, that just shouldn't happen. That's wrong. Yeah. I mean, you put them on the end of your hook and throw them into the ocean, <laughs> hopefully they never come back. That's where they go. Catch a bigger so, fish. <laughs> so, so, no anchovy. I'm outvoted two to one, okay? Oh, do you like the anchovies, Michael? I do. I do like the anchovies. I don't like a lot of anchovies. I do like a little bit of salty. If you want want the salty flavour, put um, salt on it. Salt? Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon it's an age thing? Like, possible. 
without being ageist here, you know, do you reckon yeah. because you're a bit older, you, like, that's all you had back in the Great Depression? Well, the <laughs> 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 that's not nice. Well, that's all you had was the... But, you know, like, we're not asking you what's nice. Yeah. That's not nice at all. <laughs> It's one of those things, though, isn't it? You wonder who ate the first one and thought, geez, that's a good yeah, idea. Oh. Yeah, given these thoughts. Oh, that's well, 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 that oysters. That's oysters right there. I mean, who ate the first one of those? Oh, that was a good idea. I mean, really. Well, the first Amanda, one probably the wasn't. Jewish but... story, Amanda, on 0491825633, Amanda's family used to give the shanks to the dog. Yeah. That's fair enough. That's so, the best <laughs> so now, now you pay eighteen dollars fifty for a shank and any yep. kind of, you know, fancy. Yeah. Well, if not more. Yeah. yeah. They used yeah. to be well, dog part, part that they used to throw back from the butchers as well. That used to go in the back in the big bins to go back to the meat meal processors. The shanks. Yep. Oh, the shanks. Yeah, yeah. Ah. It's only, it's only a modern day thing. The shanks. Yeah, you can buy shanks now that they. They've all, they're all cooked, pre-cooked and sourced and stuff, and they're in a like a heat-sealed plastic bag, and you throw it in boiling water, and you cook it up, and they, they come out, they're all marinated with the sauce and everything. You can just buy them at Aldi like that. What's that? That's called Sioux cooking or something, isn't it? Or Dessous or... Yeah, or I don't know. What, some, some, some like fancy. that, yeah, yeah. Fancy. It's fancy, fancy. It's a fancy idea, but yeah, you can buy you can buy them... Like that, oh. straight from the valley and, and serve them up with your veg and everything. Mm. We so, we live in a fast world, and I get the people, but something like that, I think you, yeah, I I I buy something like that if you wanted it. I wouldn't go to to, to a supermarket and buy a, a man sized palmy because yeah. I don't reckon that's going to be any good out of the microwave, you know, or like yeah, well, yeah. I, I think something braised or slow cooked like ribs or. Something that's already been is going to taste okay, mm. but I don't reckon I, you don't see me walking down the frozen aisle and picking out a man-sized palmy or a. Uh, you know, that's, 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 that's not going to be good. That can't be good for you to be all eating at the same time. No, it's well, just, I, just right. I've got to be honest with you. Box. Well, yeah. yeah. Where does that fit on your carnivore diet? The box. Well, yeah, the box. <laughs> the box. Don't, don't eat the box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was over in Port Edland and I had to feed myself. I I got uh, a bit lazy because I'm not that much of a cook, really. I could do an egg and do bacon and stuff like that. I do a steak and right. that sort you of let thing. Off, you let off Saturday, Saturday night with a big menu of what you were cooking. So you obviously cooked sauteed mushrooms and that's all that's all breakfast food, mate. That's all breakfast food. Right, no, twenty four seven food. Anyone that anyone that doesn't agree with me can bugger off too. You can have breakfast any day, any, ta- any you hour can, of the you day. Can, mate. You can, any hour of the day. Doesn't matter. Ten o'clock at night, you sit down and have breakfast. That's right. So, breakfast so, is all day food. But so for for meals and things, I wouldn't mind. I used to go and buy some of those boxed man-sized meals that you like buy in cold. Oh, they weren't they weren't too bad. The past. Well, actually, I've never had one. There you go. I bagged it out, and I've never had one. Well, they, well, they weren't they weren't too they weren't too bad. I mean, you could overcook them. Like you could certainly sort of give them give them too many herbs in the microwave, and that'd bugger them up. But they weren't too terrible. Like, oh, right, there you go. Right. You know, it's just. Look, they're, they're, they're edible. God knows how many processed bloody hydrocarbons and other GMO things. How them? God knows. 
cows. Are we all on the cows? Are we still doing this challenge, or is it well, you can sort of faded away? Yeah, I, I am I'll... continuing because I've dropped the ball on the weekend, so I I sort of stacked on a kilo. Oh, so I wasn't overly really? impressed. Yeah. Well, that just... Just stacked on a kilo. What have been the yeah, Tabasco was over it? the weekend? No, no, no I, I, I know. We got. I don't know whether it's homemade pizza on Friday night with pineapple, or uh, I made I made what was called a Corona sunrise on Saturday night, and uh, yeah, we only had a few. Sort of made me go to bed early. Yeah, <laughs> it sort of got me got me all quiet and thinker. <laughs> oh, dearie me. That does yeah, happen anyway. with those um, little cocktails you mix together. Sometimes. Well, it was orange juice, Corona orange juice, tequila, and a bit of lime. And then somebody suggested we better put some Tabasco in it, but I never got to the Tabasco point. It actually tasted horrible. <laughs> mm. Right. Yeah. Why, why so, am I not a base? Oh, no, and sorry, and, and uh, grenadine or grenadine, some cocktail syrup. Yeah. So I think that's what made it horrible. Mm. The, the grenadine? Yeah, the grenadine, yeah. yeah. It looked, good. You, it looked you, like you a sort of, You ventured off the true path of really just great northern and honey whiskey. Well, this is true. And and, and, and my very good mate of mine did point that out, that you're, you're mixing with years and years of, you know, engineers making what they make, an orange juice or they make a tequila. And you're putting it all together and expecting a result. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the melting pot we live in. Mm. I didn't know that. I didn't realise that you were a mad scientist, but you do have a bit of the mad scientist about you, don't you? Mm. Yeah. I did have a high, a very highly flammable and highly seen pink flamingo shirt on mm. on Saturday night. Uh, so anyway, it, it was good. It was a good night, but uh, we and you know. We tried to make it happen and become mad scientists, and we all just got mad and went to bed. Mm. Uh, crazy. So, I so, suppose we should we should do our duty and ask Gogi if he knows what his truck and hide is. He wouldn't today. Uh, he yeah, been doing Queensland anything. Rail. Oh, it's just far out there. Hang on a minute, there, superstar. <laughs> I I went out to the truck today and I made sure it had air and it got plenty of air because I've changed the couple of airlets. So oh, I don't right. know my truck and hot because I did not load today, but we are loading tomorrow. I've had another couple of days off. It's a funny time of year. We always talk about this. So, so I'll know my truck and hot from Queen, Queensland Rail tomorrow because I'll be yeah. loading heights and headers and all that tomorrow and the next day. So yeah. you'll be out with a tape measure or your big measuring stick? Uh, correct, Mundo. Measuring stick was in the back of the 200, so uh, I'll have to whip that out. But, yeah, I'll get the... I'll get the tape measure out, and uh, we will know our trucking height. That's good to see. A thank you again to Queensland Rail for your support. Yeah, and size does matter. I oh, mean, we spoke about Queensland Rail in the past, because Queensland Rail good supporters on the road radio. Um, how good is it when you get off the plane and you get on a rail and go straight into Brisbane? Queensland Rail. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I, reckon that's, I reckon that's awesome. So they're good for catching trains as well. Well, it was, oh, no, it wasn't good that day that I missed my plane because I was on the train and I got on the wrong train and it took me five minutes late going to Brisbane. I like to wait till the afternoon plane to Perth. Because that was my fault, not Queensland. Well, right? what, happens when you, <laughs> what happens when you miss the plane? Do they, do they actually charge you more? If you miss your plane... Yeah. And you go on yeah. a later plane, do they charge you more or do you... Yeah, well, the airlines, they charge you $800 for a toasted sandwich, so... 
it, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, I think that's it was 100 bucks at the time. The change yeah. of flight. Yeah, me and, me and Steve Graham were, um, yeah. Uh, Late? Missed our flight. Late. Yeah, I think he got his and I missed mine for some reason. We, I don't know whether he checked in or I didn't check in or what, but anyway, I missed it. So, yeah, it's 100 bucks. Like, yeah. I, I get paranoid about missing the plane. Yeah, well, we, yeah. we did too when you're sitting on the Queensland rail and run, rattling out from the train station and they're going, they're sending you text messages going, the flight's open. <laughs> oh dear, we're not going to get there. Oh no, flight's closed. Oh dear, we're in the world earlier. Yeah. Now <laughs> oh, yeah. I better start looking around. So, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, what are we going to do tonight? We were going to talk about uh, this electric battery, electric truck that had a little bit of a barbecue down in Melbourne and uh, I did contact several people with a view to getting them to come on the show to have a chat about it and no one wants to come and talk about it. There's a surprise. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah, well, we, we should... I mean, we can talk about it. I can, we, it happened. Um, yeah. It seems interesting that it's happened again, but... I don't well, know where. I don't know what the process is. You know, so, what, are, are they are they bringing technology in? Is there should there be things implemented because of this? It's a very uh, very interesting. Mm. I so, had a uh, listen. Sorry, go on. Go on do do we know the story yet, Mike? On what actually was not the officially. Problem? We don't know. We don't officially know the story yeah. because the people that know the story aren't saying anything. Right. Oh, well, but, that's pretty but, pretty hard to comment on it then, isn't it? If, um, but yeah. uh, well, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't take rocket science to watch the video and see the huge horizontal flames heading out of the side of the battery compartment yeah. on the side of the truck to realise it's a thermal runaway. Mm. Now, well, it's obviously I mean, not diesel I'm, that's I'm burning. No not diesel that's burning, no. And mm -hmm. the fire, the fire, the, the initial fire. If you see the video, and I have seen the video, I've watched the video. Uh, probably 10 or 15 times, uh, not from when the fire first started, obviously, because there's no video that exists of that, but shortly after the fire started, and the fire was pretty much contained around, around the battery cells. Uh, the rest of the truck obviously caught on fire and burned as a result. Now, there was a bloke named John Cadogan who calls himself an auto expert, runs a YouTube channel, he did a video on this a couple of days ago, which has received 91,000 views in two days. Um, and he, in his video, makes a few very solid points. But having said that, the man is a sarcastic uh, person who is not a fan, obviously, and uses his uh, so-called expertise he refers to Janus as J-anus, which I think is completely disrespectful and unacceptable. And, um, you know, as I said, he, he did make some solid points, but he really did make some awful mistakes as well. I did invite him to come on the show so we could have a bit of a chat, and uh, he didn't feel as though we were worth his time. So I will comment on what he had to say by saying that I really wish he had come on because I would love to explain to him just how wrong he is. <laughs> Having said that, in some of the things that he said, he does have a fairly solid point. What would have happened if for 15 minutes down the road this fire had happened inside the Burnley Tunnel? 
Um, yeah, this, is a, this is true. This is a this is a question that we really do need. It is something that needs to be addressed, and I, I didn't get a chance to get on to Transurban or any of the tunnel operators to get their opinion. I'd be surprised if there wasn't a plan in place for this. Um, but having said that, a, a thermal runaway in a electric truck or an electric car inside that tunnel is not something that you can dismiss as being not a possibility. Well, it begs the question, we're not allowed to run trucks with DGs through tunnels. Are EVs any different? Should they be treated any differently? Well, That's the first question, I suppose. We've seen plenty of electric cars burn as well. I think they've even put cal- well, yeah. calendars out on it. Um, yeah. So, you know, how does how do the, the road operators run that when we've got cars that are catching on fire as well so yeah you know, well they're driving gonna, them through the Burnley tunnel that's for sure well that's right so yeah. you know and so these these things that the technology's there and i think you know more and more r&d is probably needed obviously because they still keep mm. catching on fire but i still think that well, it's something the government they're on, we're on a rhetoric here of, of pushing for these things you know and, and please don't take this as me personally but this is what happens, you know. People said we shouldn't build big wind towers, yet we still are. Um, the science is there to say they're disruptive to wildlife and <clears throat> humans that live around them, and they're also takes more energy to make one that they than they ever produce. So, you mm. know, there's but, a lot, a lot of infrastructure in a wind tower. Yeah. My goodness. So yeah, so we've still got them going up everywhere. Why is that? Um, electric vehicles, everyone thinks they're the future. Um, governments push them because they say they're low emissions, and you know this is where we end up with, you know, the, the green the green power, um, which isn't really that green. It's just soft. That's sounds well, soft. So this is what we are ending up with: electric trucks. That is it a push to make the public accept the fact that this is a better way. Um, well, it's a disingenuous argument, isn't it, really? Because they're saying they're green vehicles. They're not, they don't take into consideration the uh, energy that's produced. Well, there's, there's a mining boom. To produce them there. There's a mining boom because of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it there, takes there up. Eight, 800 loads went into a mine in uh, Darwin, that in the territory there, to, to make this thing. So... Mm. So I mean, think, that's really energy efficient. Yeah, I, I yeah. believe that the mining that takes place to uh, get the minerals for the batteries um, yeah. is more more involved than what it is to get the iron ore to build the steel frame of the car. Yeah. So. Oh, oh deep, deep, deep question there, Craig. Well, yeah. I mean, and the, the thing about this, you're using rare minerals and the and and. and we talk about whether these things can be can uh, uh, reclaimed or not. They can't. And, you know, like we're seeing stacks and stacks of wind turbine blades uh, laid in as landfill because they can't be be used for anything. So, you know, there's uh, there's one company, I think, that's been getting these wind turbine blades and chewing them up and using them, uh, like, as a basis to make road surface and stuff like that. But we do the same with dyers. Mm. The, the 
the thing about this, I don't, I mean, I don't think we really want to get into the discussion about whether these things are efficient or whatever they are. We're not going to win that argument, and you know, it doesn't matter what facts you present. There's always someone to tell you how wrong you are. Mm. The problem mm. that we, the problem we do face is that uh, Australian Cemented, the company that were operating this vehicle, they had had six of them. I think they've now got five. Obviously, they were given a government grant to test these vehicles. They were given over a million dollars of public money to test these vehicles. And um, there's got to be a certain amount of testing done. Now, Mr. Cadogan pointed out that the likes of GMH had the Lang Lang training uh, testing facility and they ran their cars around and around in circles at Lang Lang in private and tested them all that. In saying that is correct, but he's missing the point. The trucks that we're, we're testing here, the technology that's in the trucks, the running gear that's in the trucks, the dips, the brakes, the drive lines, the... Um, all the components, the bodywork, the chassis, the whole thing, these are off tried and tested designs. They've already been tested and approved. They're all built to Australian standards. The only thing that's different is the power plant and the fuel. Mm. So the batteries have been impact tested. The batteries have been structurally engineered so that they are as good as they can be. The charging arrangements are as good as they can be. And yes, there's gonna be the risk of fire, electrical fire with this truck the same as anyone else. Yes, we've seen two electric trucks burn, but I can show you photos of nine Kenworths, half a dozen Freightliners, half a dozen Volvos, half a dozen DAFs. I mean, they all burn, every single one of them. And the DEF uh, diesel uh, particulate builders are the things that are causing truck fires these days. We had that and we have wheel end fires. Mm. Electrical fires from older trucks that have been modified by inappropriate rewiring of starter motors and things like that. A lot of the fires in the trucks, older trucks are electrical fires, newer trucks now are DPF fires and wheel end fires. Hmm. So yeah. it doesn't matter what the power plant is, doesn't matter what the fuel source is, trucks burn, so do cars. But if hmm. they got a government grant to, to um, implement a few vehicles, Mm. Well, a million bucks, and as we'd say the other day, you know, if you're going to talk big money, just talk a billion now because a million doesn't seem to, to, to go yeah. very far. Well. But, you know, you just talk about the car, the car industry and, and testing and blah, blah, blah and things. The, 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 mo the car manufacturing industry in Australia was one of the most heavily subsidised industries in Australia from the Absolutely. government. That's, that, wasn't, that wasn't to do R&D. That was just to build your Commodore. Or your that's right. So that's right. everyone's driving around paying top dollar for a car that's government subsidised, yet someone's got the hide to talk about, you know, R&D grants. Now, R&D is completely different to manufacturing. Um, of course it is, absolutely. So, you know, th there needs to be money spent on R&D. That's, if we don't, we don't advance anywhere and we'd still be, um, we'd still be riding a horse around. Yeah, well, Mr Gadagan said that we really shouldn't be testing uh, things and doing development R&D in the public space. Mm. I suppose that's an argument you could have. Yeah. But having said that... Don't go to the doctor then. Don't go to the doctor. That's exactly right. Don't go and get a coronavirus uh, <laughs> shot because that was a bit of a... Don't even... Let's not you, go there. You started uh, yourself on now. that. I, I, I started myself on that one. No. Uh, uh, so, I'll back you up. 
<laughs> so we're in the situation now where we've got this buddy, these trucks running around. Now, have a think about the alternatives. If you look across Europe and around the place, how many of these electric car graveyards are there we're seeing popping up on social media all the time? All over the place, aren't they? Mm. Cars that have been used, their, their batteries have done a certain amount of cycles, and it's too expensive to replace the batteries in them, so they're in these electric car graveyards, and and that's that. They take off from whatever they feel as though they can recycle, but the things just sit there. Now, we've, we've got the Tesla truck. Now, I'm not going to have a go at the Tesla truck at all, because Elon's got lots of money, and I, he can buy and sell me. But the, the reality of it is, is they build the battery into a Tesla truck, the same as they build it into a Tesla car. Mm. It does not a removable thing, not easily removable anyway, I don't think. Or at least that's my understanding. If I'm wrong, Elon, I'm sure you can find my number. Give me a call and tell me, will you? I reckon he'd be looking for you at the moment, Mike. Uh, look, I'm sure of it, absolutely mm. sure of it. Elon really will worry about what I think. But <laughs> the, the, the batteries on the, the Janus truck uh, can be removed. The battery technology is what changes most rapidly. So uh, the batteries reach their shelf life. Mm. But if you're taking the battery away easily on a forklift, putting it in a charger, putting another one in, then you can have the latest in battery technology going into this truck. And because it's got all the normal everyday garden variety bits like you know, wheel cylinders and all that sort of stuff on it, brake drums, brakes, tyres, wheels, chassis rails, cross members, airlines, all that sort of stuff. The only thing that's different is the Dana electric motor and the, and the hook-up points. Mm. You can change the battery whenever you like. These things have got a lifespan that's going to outlive anything. You know, it's, it's just ridiculous. And the other part about this too, Mr Cadogan said that he feels as though the dirtiest trucks in Australia are the ones running around in the ports. The man's got no idea. They're all Euro 5 compliant trucks. You very see very, very rarely you'll see old trucks running around the port. The oldest trucks in the fleet in Australia are sitting in farmers' sheds in uh, Western Australia, I'd say. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! He's up, he's up there. No need to be throwing, no need to be throwing lithium batteries at WA. Look, we're all very <laughs> smart out here. We understand what's going on. We understand how good a clean, efficient truck can run. Oh, oh, yeah, I think he's got some kind of, you know, there is some kind of merit there. I think there's a lot of old tippers doing work around capital cities as well that are an older style truck. Yeah, but but a. But a a 10-year-old Iveco or a 15-year-old Scania is still in front of a new Kenworth in emissions, aren't they? Oh, yes, yes, sometimes. Yeah, yes and no. So, yeah. so I guess their emissions technology and, and where we end up with older trucks on the emissions technology is um, yeah, how do you, you can't compare because yeah. there's two different lines of thinking about that, you know, so... Yeah. But uh, but yeah, look, there's a lot of there's a lot of old trucks out here in WA, but there's a lot of Volvos out here in WA as well. A lot of farmers have got 10, 15, 20 year old Volvos that, that do the job. They do 10, 20, 30,000 Ks a year, and that's all they need yeah. to do. And they can still, uh, you can still get a fair trail of smoke out of them. Mike, Mike, um, Mike's been Telstra here. He's just coming back, so I'll bring him back maybe, in, Yogi. So we'll, maybe his battery's not working. Yeah, we we'll keep the conversation going, and um, 
Bring, yeah. bring Mike back in here. No, we didn't get him. He's been Telstra again. So Chuck a song on. We might go to a song. What you had a suggestion here, mate. You had well, a what suggestion. What did I put up? There? What did I go with that? Weezer, pork and beans. I've never heard this. Is it clean? Is it clean, man? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's got a good leading. Straight into a catchy beat. Good eye, mate. Like, like they're singing, like this love party, Holly. Oh, oh. <laughs> You might as well just sing it then. Right, eh? Mary Tyler It's not a happy day. It's a happy day theme. We, oh, I don't know the connotations right. of the song, but it's awesome. Anyway. Right, we'll go. We are walking beans. Right, oh. They say I need some roguing to put in my hair. Work it out at the gym to fit my Welcome back, everybody. We found Mike. 
I, I got Telstra. Got Telstra. I reckon, I reckon ASIO will listen in. That's enough. Shut him off. Sorry. Shut him yeah, your battery. Yeah, Elon or your battery or one of them. Oh, I'm that's you. But anyway, that's it. What, what, is, what did you all think about Weezer, Pork and Bean? Mm. What did you all think about that? It's Straight a- off uh, their uh, their Weezer album, which was, uh, uh, you know, like I've got it here. I don't know what year it was coming out, but anyway. Somewhere around 2008. Got the CD in front of me here, gentlemen. That's what I've got. Yeah, one of yours. Triple triple J hit, I imagine. Oh, it was probably a worldwide hit, but you're right. Triple J probably played it. So, yeah. They, got, they, 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 they all dressed up like they were playing on Happy Days. Yeah, yeah, really good. Like, find a film, find a film clip when you got nothing else to do later on, and Google up Weezer, pork and beans. Yeah, yeah, pork and beans, that's lovely. Pork yeah. and beans. So yes, yeah, so, uh, so the battery technology. I, I, I'm very skeptical on the battery technology. I, I, it won't work down here in Kitani. We're, we're not no, testing ground. Yeah, so no. I'm, 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 I'm eyes are wide open with this. But I was thinking there before when you were talking about cars not being able to go through tunnels. Well, it won't matter because they don't have any emissions, so they can stop that and go around the Burnley Tunnel. Yeah. Mm. You know how it works? It doesn't matter what you do. You don't need to go on the tollways. Well, they stop that on the tollways anyway, so you don't need to go on that. But you can go through cities because you don't have any emissions, so it's all good. No one's going to care. Yeah. No no one's going to care. I will say that I did approach Janice to come on the show and talk and they declined or they just simply didn't answer, to be honest. Um, And I have spoke to to Lex about this before. Anyone who's interested in what Lex had to say or has to say or want to know more, they can listen to podcast number 41. I interviewed Lex there at length about the uh, battery electric trucks. Very Um, good interview. And I, uh, I I sort of rest with that. Now, you know, I'm on the record of being, if, if we're going to do battery technology, and we are, I, I think that Lex's idea or the Janus idea is the is the better choice. That's just my opinion, of course. And yeah. I've had a chat to Tony Fulton, Tones, Tones Trucking Stories, about the electric trucks. He's actually driven one. And he reckoned it was absolutely awesome to drive, right? So I will be getting there to have a driver one soon. Um, But the thing, the thing is, I suppose what we really should know is that there's there's one running around in the bush in in down near Mount Gambier carting logs. We will be doing a story on that. There is one running around. Uh, from Port Augusta towing three trailers. It's the heaviest rated electric truck in the world. Um, that seems to be running without too many issues. Up until the other day, Cement Australia were running six of these things. The, uh, there was a couple, there was one running around up in Brisbane uh, with a set of tippers on it. And there are trucks running up and down between Sydney and Summersby uh, every day of the week. So there's not just one of these trucks running around. There's a lot of them running around. We're doing a lot of, there's a lot of research being done. And they will be uh, a thing that happens down the track, whether we like it or not. Now, I did talk to Lex about why he wouldn't talk about things, particularly after that first one of theirs, the prototype, the 403 uh, had its nasty accident. 
And he said, I'm not going to talk about it. This is what he said back then. And I expect that this is his same point of view now. I'm not going to talk about this now because Kenworth don't comment every time someone wrecks one of their trucks or one of their trucks get wrecked. Volvo, Freightliner, any of the truck truck manufacturers don't comment whenever any of their trucks get wrecked. He doesn't feel as though he needs to comment. My argument then and now is that, Lex, mate, if you're listening to this, and I hope that you are, then I think that you probably do need to talk because while you remain silent, people like Mr Godogan will spew their lies and their bile and you will be painted badly because of it. You need to speak. And I think that that's where I'd leave the subject. If you guys, you guys have got anything to add, Oh, not really. I think it's it's technology that's that's moving forward, and we are going to have mishaps and that over time, you know. Well, but um, yeah. it, it is something that's forging forward, and it's stuff that's beyond our control. And like I've always said, if if there's electric trucks around here to um, do your local work and pick up your garbage, yeah. I think they're a great idea. Um, they they that's will. That's where they should be. Yeah, but they they will end up up and in the highways. They're doing it now, and you know we all have had times when we're not accepting of, of uh, new technologies that are around, but over time, you know, look at us now, we've all got a, a camera and a phone in our pocket every single Both day. of which I don't want. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's there and we use it and it's become part of our life, so... Well, we've got clothes on, Craig, is that... That's the, that's the good technology. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe close. that's that is enough of that subject tonight. You know, it's um, yeah. I'm sure there'll be more of it over the in the future. It'll yep. it'll come back all the time. But what what I'd like yeah. to talk yeah. about, Yogi? Yeah. Is I, I listened to a podcast that you uh, were involved in. Um, oh, Coffee South. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Coffee South. You there, Mike? Coffee yeah. South. Nothing. I'm listening got to it. the podcast. Got anything in the cab we need to drive? Huh. We need to hide, brother. Anything yeah. in the cab we need to hide, brother? Yeah. No, I just, I just like to comment. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, for me, even though we're friends and we're in business together and, and that. Yeah. I did learn some stuff about you, and I thought it was a great, a great podcast. But what, what's really uh, amazed me since that was released, and, and we've shared some of these um, things that have been on social media, and you know, some of the negativity that's been about. Um, some people seem relieved that once they've heard that podcast about their attitude towards you and, and things that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you, Craig. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I went in cause there was a lot going on that day. Um, as, as we, we had Goulburn and we had meetings as a group. We had a, we had a great day together as truck and life. Um, Monday we were pretty involved in what we were doing for truck and life. Um, and then Tuesday I got, I got to Sydney, got into where I had to go. You know, went to bed, got up. He met me with a coffee at six o'clock in the morning. It was six a.m. and we got up. We wandered in. He said, "Do you want to share or something?" I said, "No, good. I'll be just have a wash here and make a coffee." And then we hit play. And away you so, went. So yeah, away we went. So it was. I, I really, really enjoyed the podcast. I, I, I didn't think it was where 
I should be, not needed to be, or where I should be, um, because like the industry of, of these industry people that are way in front of me, you know. And so I did struggle a little bit to to go on Coffee Southbound as such, and the idea of. But I think everybody that goes with Coffee Southbound probably thinks the same thing. So yeah, so I'm glad I did it, and and after now after what you said, Craig, and and the comments that I've got and people, numerous people have actually taken the time out of their day to ring me up and go, yeah, it's pretty cool. I can relate to that with the kids or I can relate to that with the business and I can relate to that, what you're saying with whatever you're talking about, you know? And so it's been, it's been really, really cool to hear all that coming back. And, um, yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm all the wide open. I'm well aware that people have an opinion on me because they watch Seven Mate on a Tuesday night at 8.30 and then they form an opinion on me <laughs> and then whether they... Then that's it. They won't watch that show again until it's repeated on a Tuesday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon or Mandy was watching it today at 1 o'clock on, on a Wednesday. You know? yeah. so, so whether you see it again or how you form your opinion of what you do, but, yeah, so it's been it's been really good to do and I've... And I, and I think my trucking life has always been out there, and hence why, you know, Mike approached me years ago to be on On the Road podcast. And you know, what well, we we done one of the early ones, didn't we, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, yeah. long, long, long time ago, wasn't it? So yeah, I, only, yeah. I only found a video when I said happy first birthday to you there. When I was deleting videos today because my phone was playing up. Yep. Um, and uh, but my trucking life has always been an open book, I think. Uh, and and more than happy to talk about what's happened recently, you know, with the trucking life. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 life leading up to, and a lot of people did know why they call me Yogi, and they understand now that that I'm I'm a tree faller, I'm a logger at heart. I, I love the timber industry. I I got the name Yogi from logging in the high plains in Victoria. I, I love that industry, and it breaks my heart to see first of January killed dead gone so yeah. many people have been just ushered out of business because they were told to and it's terrible to see when the timber cease, the timber still comes in on boats the timber still comes cross borders the timber still coming into victoria and stuff and, yeah. and, and it's, it's just really 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 hard to watch yeah. you know my industry that i grew up with and, and loved you know i, yeah, I think well. What was interesting for me was that it really showcased the man behind the character. So, you know, people have yeah. to understand that things like Outback Truckers and shows and even sometimes what we do here, you know, we well, shouldn't say that here. Here, here we're quite genuine. This is us in our true form. Um, yeah. But, but shows or social media and things that people see, uh, there's a, a way now that people will form a, an opinion of something very, very quickly without knowing background or where people mm -hmm. come from or what their intent is. Um, so they can be very critical of someone in a in a space like we are now, but they yeah. don't they don't know what where those people came from and they don't even bother to ask or check it out, but so willing to criticise. Um, yeah. So yeah. I you know, so for me that was very interesting to listen to to you, but able to get your story out there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I love trucks. I eat, sleep, breathe trucks. Mm. 
you know, like it's, it's you, you, you well known, but the good bit for the partners here, like it's truck. It's everything, everything, everything for me and everything that I've done. And I'm kind of lucky my family's kind of um, okay with that. You know, and, I, and I, I went on about with the kids, what I sort of missed with the kids because I've dedicated a lot of time to the industry to, and, and that industry has bettered our life. You know, like I've, I've had a couple of days off this week and I'm, I'm not quite stressed out yet, you know, like, but we're, we're thinking I probably need to go to work. But, you know, that's just the being an owner-operator and what we do. So, yeah, it's been, it's been good, mate. I, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose in that of all what you did, I'll lead into something else now that we've seen the release this week of of some um, a campaign with the NHVR, which which yep. um, you and four others were involved in. Yeah. So I, I assume people have seen that by now. Um, yeah, and um, I don't know. I've. Um, what, what sort of what have you got to say about that, Yogi? <laughs> yeah, we all need space, Craig. So, so uh, yeah, look, we the NHBR approached me to do a campaign around positive angles for trucks and, and 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 simplistic messages, which is what I want. I don't, you know, we're not getting too bogged down on the bigger picture of electric trucks and everything else that goes with it in the industry and where it is. But simplistic for us is, uh, yeah, we all need space and trucks can turn from the left lane or the right lane, you know, at any roundabout corner or, you know, we do not overtake any vehicles. But simply speaking like that, the NHVR approached uh, a few of us within the industry to do that. Um, I didn't know how to attack that either because I've been quite vocal in the past about what's right or wrong. Uh, but they're happy to work together and I'm happy to work with them. So, so the second... Uh, round of the campaign come out because of Christmas. Everyone's coming up to Christmas. People, there is more people on the road. There is a lot more changing drivers on the road because you, you've gone from a standard car driver to a car driver that's loaded up with the kid and the dog and the cat and, and two bikes on the roof rack. Mm. Um, and then you're off on holiday. So, so there's a lot more activity on the road and just, just and this is where the NHBR is. They wanted to bring that message out again. We all need space on the road and we all want to arrive alive. Like, number one priority is to slow down and arrive alive and do all these things in life. But we, we, we all need space on the road at Christmas time at the moment. Mm. Yeah. And, I, and well, I think that's something that, you know, I, I would imagine most of our listeners are starting to understand of what, what we're pushing for in, in our future here at on the road radio and truck and life and a few other endeavours that we we're looking at the moment is that educational side to help yeah. one another yeah. understand that the roads are here to be shared by all. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a, it's a driving passion of ours. I mean, I mean, you talk, Dougie, where you thought in your podcast you talked about you didn't know where you would be down the track and when we first started, you know, when yeah. you first bought PJ, you didn't have any idea apart from the fact that you wanted to be a full rig owner-operator and do your thing and just love trucking. But now you're at the point now where you're thinking about what you leave behind, and certainly that's the case for me. Uh, trucking has given me a lot, mm -hmm. and it's time to give a little back. And uh, so, you know, for me, uh, we've all said that it sounds a little bit corny. We all understand it probably 
sounds a little bit corny. Some people might find it a little bit difficult to comprehend. But I feel as though if we can leave something positive behind us, then we've done a good thing, you know. And, I mean, you've only got to look at the likes of Rod Hannafy for inspiration for the amount of stuff that he's done. And we all know it's not been without sacrifice mm, yeah. to, to get and do a few things. And we can't do it alone. So, you know, it's always good to find two other idiots that are as bad as you. Yeah. <laughs> to go on, yeah. To go, on, to go on the ride, you know. Mm. So... Here we yeah, are. So who, here we are. Where, where will this ride take us? I mean, what what will steer the future? What 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 will it, what will happen now? Like we we can we've seen in the past couple of years people walking away and media previous media thought oh this one's done and that one's finished up and that one. What about the young bloke that's going to buy a six five nine? Yeah, what about that? You know, where, where's the where we've got to look? Some blocker, we've all got to get along here. It's, you know, it's, it is what it is. But yeah, so I sort of thought, well, we can sort of say what I've done up until now, and uh, and we spoke. I mean, it's five and a half hours of Copy South Town podcast. The first sort of hour and a half was kind of who you are and what you are. Because Bruce told me the only thing he said to me is I like a timeline. I said, right, oh, well, I'm like a sprinkler, and that's come back a thousand times over this week that I'm like a sprinkler. I'll go from here, and it's bad for radio. I'll go from here, 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 and come back to here. So, you know, like, keep up with that. So, everybody said to be messages of sprinkler. We love it. So, yeah. So, you, you guys are the same in what we're doing. We'll be on track. We'll sprinkler it back. And then we'll be getting off track, and then we'll be into where we are. And, well, there's a whole there's a whole story for us to engage in. We all want to we all want to try and um, encourage people to come into the industry and work, but we also want to show the general motoring public that it's not just trucks, as everyone else out here to say, pedestrians all the way through to the biggest trucks in the world running around on our roads and. Um, We've all got to be here together to try and get through it. And I think sometimes some of these some of these safety messages are probably best delivered in person. Mm. And uh, oh, I just hope, I think yeah. I just obviously you know, I obviously hope that that somehow or another we can make we can make something that makes that happen. And I and I that's my goal now anyway to to get that. Stay tuned. So mm. because that's 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 the plan, and mm. it's everyone. Like there, the, but there are a number of people out there that are doing great things. Like Ken with his um, his truck friendly program. There's you know, there's all sorts of things that are happening out there. Guys, you know, the four by four clubs, the caravanners. Yeah, they're all. Uh, everyone's trying the wheel. They're yeah, we all need to we all need to work together. We need something to draw things together, and I would like to be able to do that. I would like to create the catalyst that gets everyone together so we can all have the conversation together. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I think getting, always, getting back to a, to an old school face-to-face learning environment for people um, where, you know, you, you can have a conversation not always just, you know, don't, don't just watch a YouTube video and learn everything about something. It just doesn't work. It doesn't sink in, you know. We... Um, we, we still have a road toll 
and we've been like the government, everyone, industry's been spending millions and millions of dollars on trying to re-educate people, but we're not we're not making a change. It, that, know, people are still too. dying on the road, so you know we it's need we need to engage differently. It's as simple as that. It's hard. Remember when we were talking to Greg Murphy over in New Zealand there, Yogi? Yeah, he was what a saying, awesome chat, what that was. Yeah, and he was saying how it's like every time someone loses their life on the road, it costs the New Zealand economy five million. Mm. And I don't know. I don't know what actually came up with those numbers, but obviously someone did. And um, to think that it's so damned hard to try and get any funding to do any of this education stuff. I mean, you've only got to look at the amount of resources that have been put into road safety, um, and 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 they, there's no KPI on it. We can't say, oh well, we know we've saved ten feet. Therefore, we've saved you know, fifty million dollars. You can't say that because you can't prove it. Mm. And that's one of the things. That's one of the things that I don't know how to address that issue. I really don't. But there's got to be some sort of a level of pragmatism. I also think some of what we want to do has got to come from within the industry. We should take the lead. We are the professionals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there are a lot of yeah, big we... companies out here making a lot, a lot of money out of it. So, you know. Yeah, if, we, if we take the lead and we show people, you know, you, you want to load four and a half ton on the drive, you want to put, you know, a 10-ton machine down the back, we, we can show why. And therefore, if you scale it back to an operation, caravaners can do the same. They want to put a couple hundred kilos here, what it doesn't matter, it's all busy. Mm. So if we're leading from the front and showing what we do as professionals, well, it might filter down to being well balanced on an electric scooter. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the other part about it. But of course, then there's the road infrastructure that we all know is so terribly out of date in a lot of places and woefully inadequate in others. Um, and without getting on that hobby horse, but the, we do need to, to learn how to share that. I mean, I pulled up there at Cool Lake for just a, a quick minute there on the, on the way earlier today, and there were two camper vans parked in the truck area. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, and it was it's afternoon. So now, it's, you know, they would say there's no trucks here now. No, there's not now. It's ten o'clock no. tonight. Ten o'clock tonight, there will be. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and and that's the problem. I don't, honestly don't think. I don't think they willfully do it just to be. You know, I don't think they willfully do it just to be a pain in the bum. I think they just do it because they don't know. Well, that's yeah, or or they're not confident with what. They've got behind them. Yeah. yeah. So you drive in, you get a little bit narrow minded when you've got a van behind you, you've got something behind you. You say, yeah. oh, 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 I'll stop, I'm stop, right? That's good. That's, that's open and wide and stop. It's, you know, it's just, so people need that education to go, look, you, you can do this with that, or did you know you can do this, or you can back that around there, or, or look where you can turn your vehicle around yeah. safely. Yeah. Uh, I looked at the signage when I went in the Cool Lake Rest area today just to see what it actually says. And it's easy to understand how someone that doesn't know any better ended up when they did. Yeah. You know? But I said, that's a simple thing that they could fix at the Cool Lake parking area, that rest area. It's got facilities. Everyone wants to stop there. I get it. You know, people want to take, truckies want to take a, 
a seven-hour break there sometimes or a couple of hour break. We'll just have a second thoughts. Yeah. Um, and, you know, caravan guys want a free, free camp, and I get that too because, you know, God knows it's hard enough. But I, I think that some signage might make things a little bit easier. Certainly would alleviate some of the frustration that some guys might have because they've seen, yet again, another caravan park taking up a space for a meet up. That's education that needs to happen. It's something that can be done face-to-face at a caravan show. Mm. You can't oh. do it with a YouTube video. Just can't do it. No, it's just that don't you know. So, yeah, 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 we're sort of... You, you, you're trying to see the future. It's, um, it's, it's a good thing to do. So, yep. yes, I guess my Copy Southbound uh, podcast, Craig, was not about the past, it was about the future. We ended up with a couple of hours on where, and there's a few, you know, big things come up, like, you know, what happened to the Safety 360 trailer and all that sort of stuff, and yeah. Yeah, bits and pieces that go on with it. So, yeah, so, so so Bruce was very good at sort of giving me the, the timeline of how I got to where I am, our back truckers, you know, and, and then our back truckers for the 10 years. And then uh, what are you doing with trucking life and, and, and where are you going? And, mm. yeah, it was, I yeah, I, I enjoyed every bit of it. And, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I know people will and they do it over. I've had a slight ring the other day. You listen to it twice. So, yeah. Well, there you go. So, some people are just gluttons for punishment. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a retired truck driver, so yeah, uh, he listened to it twice. He, 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 um, he got one leg, and he and he sort of looking to get into the pilot world because he sort of truck a world out there. And he and he was saying that um, yeah, I went to bed listening to it, and yeah, I listened to it when I went to bed the next night. I just listened again. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. I was surprised when he said. Have, if you had your time over, would you do it again? And you go, would I have, would I do it again? Yes. Would I do it again? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So depending on the timeline, would I do Outback Truckers again? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But I've always been passionate about the industry and, and what, I've, what I've done. So I'm very, I'm very passionate about logging. And I'm very passionate about trucking, you know, like, yes, I've always enjoyed my work. So, yes and no. <laughs> Would you do it again? I wouldn't, oh, you know, and I, I love my life in Western Australia and I love my wife and kids and where I live and I've got a beautiful five acres and I overlook the valley here. But I wouldn't move to the West if I knew Dad was going to get dementia. Yeah. 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 No way. I'm a shadow of my dad. I'm a, I was every minute of the waking day. Yeah. So when, when I move away, you know, and, and it, it was cool. Dad was cool with it. But then he got dementia, you know, and you just think, yeah, well, like, you said, you, I, would, I would have traded all that money to go back yeah. to the east and, you know, and to be there with Dad. But, uh, but I understand and Mum understands and we're all good. It's, you know, it's done now and it is what it is. But, yeah, so that side, side of it all, I would change it after. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, when it comes down to when it comes down to what you would would do for family, that's that's always a hard question and a hard yeah, equation. Yeah, because yeah. we I mean the premise of starting candle trucking, well, we started candle trucking from nothing. I Amanda said you could do it and I took the opportunity to do it. But we started when the kids were young for that exact reason. The kids are not gonna remember me being away for six weeks at a time. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so 
so you, you change your thinking for your family. Like, it's always family-driven, you know? Yeah, and they're not like the kids now. They, they do, they're independent kids. And Luciani pointed that out to me the other day. She's off the off the boarding school next year, and she's like, well, you raise independent kids, Dad, what do you expect? I'm like, well, I don't want you to go. And <laughs> 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 she's like, well, you raise independent kids, what do you want? I'm like, well, you're off. <laughs> you're off the board. Yeah. What happens, though? What happens, yeah. And my, that's where I love my mum and dad. That they they never held me back. They said, "Right, if you're going to do it, do it." You know, yeah. and, and I and it was refreshing to hear a mate that works at the local tractor deal the other day. Well, one of his daughters is in her twenties and she's going to move to SA, and he's going, "You can never stop anyone that wants to move in their twenties." Yeah, and you're like, "Yeah, that makes really good sense." You know, like they want to do it. They want an adventure. They're wanting and yearning. And and me and the young bloke have had stouches over this about moving out. I, I think he's probably reached that point where he needs to move out and, and actually see what's out there. And, but I don't know if he thinks he's at that point either. So, so we're, you know, we're struggling with that and we'll battle along with that with kids and what, and what we do and yeah, where, where we'll go. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's hard to be. You can't be a parent and a mate at the same time. Yeah, yeah you've got to be. As you said, sometimes <laughs> you've got to be the parent. Yeah, when, sometimes when that's people, hard. Yeah, when people say there's no handbook, there should be one rule. Figuring yeah. out you got to be the mate or the parent. You can't be both. You can't be your kid's mate mm. at certain times. You know, you'll be there forever for them as a mate, but at certain times of your life, you've got to toe the hard line and yeah, be the parent, unfortunately. Yep, that's so, definitely true. Definitely true. I, I, I highly recommend anyone to have kids. I'd have plenty of I could. I love kids. Kids are great. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. I love them. They're all. Best thing you'll ever do in life when you can make a little person. So yeah, yeah. yeah. All very good. So we might go to another song, Yogi. Yeah. Not yours. Have you ever played something decent this time? Yeah, this one's awesome. You'll love this. Like, oh, we're going back to yours you again. Said. Oh, are we? Oh, I don't or know. you want to wait? No, I'll play something else and then we'll get we'll, right. we'll come back with right. one of yours here shortly. Right. But right. yeah, just right. a bit of uh, three doors down, kryptonite. That's yeah, a good song. A classic one, yeah. So we'll go to that. Um, <laughs> then we might come back with a with another topic, eh, Yogi? Righto. We might talk about yeah, but... load boards. I'm sure someone's That's got it. a comment they'd like to uh, share with us on that. 0491 sure. Anyway, we'll be right back, everybody. <laughs> Oh, 
back everybody welcome hey, mike uh, again hey again Yogi, again if you uh if you lose me in here ladies and gentlemen on a wednesday night it's because of my name is dorothy and we're about to get flying away the wind here has just picked up phenomenal like it is out of control as the sun leaves that are coming in here at the moment it is the windiest i've seen it since this morning is it still hot over there <laughs> uh probably dropped down a little bit i reckon it's probably Oh, it'd be 20. 20. Yeah. I'm not I'm not looking for a jumper yet, so it's not quite blowing off the Antarctica yet. Yeah. So, yeah, Bill. So, yeah, so, we, we had a discussion there earlier today about load boards. Load boards. So, yeah. you know, just to refresh everyone, we're talking about things like load shift and truck it, and whether it's on Facebook or a platform or whatever it is like yeah. that. Um, Where you find the load. So, yeah. yeah. So this all ties in, you know, on the Copy Southbound podcast. I was sitting there uh, in Sydney and I lost I lost seven or eight metres of deck space that just didn't happen. So I've got I've got two pallets out of Melbourne, I've got a car out of Cobb's Harbour, and I've got nothing for the bottom deck. So you sort of start to get real jumpy and real panicky and then, then you start to think you're trying to minimise the cave here, we're trying to minimise the dead running. We're going up to the mid-coast. We're sort of north of Sydney, south of Brisbane. I thought, I'll have a look at these load ports. You know, I'll jump on load shifts and I'll have a bit of a look. Yeah. So I haven't been on there for a long time. I, I, I have used load shifts in its old form, but I have never used load shifts in its new form. So the, the previous owner of load shift, he, oh, he, he put it on there one, one, he put something out there and, 
oh, give us some recommendations. And I actually, um, I think Bill was his name, the previous owner, and I, I, I sent him some recommendations on, on load shift of what he should and shouldn't do, and he, he valued my opinion. He gave me 12 months free subscription, really nice bloke to talk to. Yeah, right. So, so the, the load shift in the previous form when it was loads on there and you remember you checked it was free to advertise. We still tell customers to this day, like if you can't get your car out of first back to Victoria because you want to move home for Christmas, stick it on load shift. Yeah. Well, there'll be someone that'll want flat top loads, car carrying loads, caravan cars, there'll be something, right? Stick it on load shift. It's, 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 we, we all openly tell people to use load shift, you know? Mm. So I, I was sort of up the north. I was heading north, and I was going to cost there to get that little Austin Seven, which was absolute cracker of a car, and one of the maddest stories I reckon we'll ever see. We'll have another talk about that another day. And, and I flicked on there, and uh, yeah, seen a caravan sitting in Coffs Harbour. Yeah. So the caravan was available. Uh, so the job uh, classification was it wasn't quote only, or wasn't estimate, or you know, I'm not thinking about buying a caravan. What are your thoughts? It was. It said ready to go. Yeah. So you go, right, oh, well, this is the date so I can load it. I I submitted my price and I and I I think I'm around about a thousand eleven hundred dollars a meter or something, so seven or eight meters or it might have been six or seven meters. I remember being about seven seven and a half, somewhere around that mark. Yeah. You know, thinking, look, we're up there, it fits the make, it'll be all right, we're heading, it's going to Perth. It's going where the other freight was sort of heading to. So it's a merry-go-round with these good people listening out there. If you want to take any advice on what we do, it's a merry-go-round. I knew what I had and I knew where I wanted to go, so I knew the price was what I needed to do. So you put your price in and then it comes back that uh, load shift are going to put their cut on it or their their admin fee. I don't know what, what it was. So I thought, well, I want this price, seven and a half or whatever I quoted. So I added that up with their commission and made sure I got seven and a half. Yeah. So it, the job ended up made it might have been eight or nine grand, eight and a half or something like that. You know, I don't know what it was. I can't. I haven't got the figures here on the me because the email's probably been deleted. But so you submit it, you go through the process. You know, it's, it's probably like going down to the casino, throwing twenty bucks in the machine. You kind of see what you get. You gamble what you get. What you get. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. You got to work hard in this job. This job isn't easy at all. Being independent and freelance, it's not easy. So you get what you get. So I put it into the system. I applied with the email. I, I emailed saying I'm available from these dates. I'm keen to move. The other freight I got on's got to go. Heard nothing back. Mm. Yeah. So. Found, found my own work, made the rest of it happen. 48,000 phone calls. Anyone that was saying that I called you when you were going northbound the other day, I know, and there's a reason why, because you're on the phone working hard. Yeah. Like the jobs, you've got to be on the phone and, and working on freight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on the phone checking out what mates are doing. I'm actually on the phone working. So I apologize to everyone that said, I've seen yeah. you going south or north and you never called but. So, so I didn't hear anything back. So I don't know. You don't know if you're too dear. I don't know if I'm too cheap. I don't know where the price was, but I know what my price was for a seven metre caravan. It fitted what I wanted, but obviously the customer or load shift didn't want to pay that price, so I didn't get the job. Yeah. 
But, but this is the problem that you've got with all these load boards. Now, you, you sound as though you're all quite happy with the load board idea. I, I really struggle with it because, yeah. to me, there are a number of problems that we've got with these load boards. First, first of them is, you know, they're like all the old loading agents, the old, you know, as Bob McMillan would call them, you know, tin shed and telephone blokes. Yeah. Uh, they used to have all the all the contacts. They used to they used to uh, make all the phone calls. They get the loads. And I mean, I I used load agents myself. I had a load agent I used in Adelaide until I got my own freight. And you know, you, you you would get to know them, and they would get to know you, and you would say, oh, you know, I'm going to be there on X Y Z days, and you know, they'd line something up for you when you had that relationship, and they'd take their cut top and it was usually 30 or 40 or 50 bucks or something like that you know and and, and everyone you know I was quite happy to pay 30 bucks because I wasn't running around on the phone trying yeah. to find a load you know so the problem that we've got now is that we've got these guys that are taking a fairly big slice from what you just said yeah. and they're removed from the chain of responsibility so <laughs> very good Point that. Yeah. So, so elaborate. <laughs> well, well, they they are part of the part of the organisation. They are making a financial profit out of it. Um, they do stand in the chain. They are part of the chain, and yet somehow or another, they don't seem to form any of the responsibility. Craig. Well, the the, the way that that it happens is that when when the jobs invoice. It's actually invoiced from the person doing the job. <clears throat> yeah. And then and then that person doing the job is invoiced for the fee to get the job. So it's yep. you know, done in a in a manner that's, you know, probably um lawful. Um it's probably not moral. And and it doesn't really stand up to the intent of the you know, the the laws of, of chain of responsibility so in, in a way they are purely a message board and we have to look at it like that um i th i think that a lot of these message boards are a contributor to low rates but they but they don't but they but they don't make the low rates they they do allow for um participants to to bid for freight where they probably aren't qualified to do such um so it becomes I, a dutch auction doesn't it yeah yeah so i mean in in the way that some of them work it is actually quite transparent on what yep. you're getting paid and what what they make so you have to ask on that on that part you know are they ripping anybody off no they are not are they allowing a platform that, you know, lets people come in and bid for freight on on a level that they're either not qualified, not licensed um, to to do? I think that is the case. So, but the, a possibility. Yeah, but I think the bigger Ooh. problem there actually comes from the fact that the people that are allowed to bid for the freight are there to start with. I think there's there's issues where, you know, we we don't have those minimum standards for you to, to get into the industry. So 
you can do that. You can go and buy, you know, a big trailer to go behind your Dodge Ram and tow something across the, the country. That that's allowed. Mm, or you can go between capitals and, yeah. and do it easy. You, you don't you one night in the motel in Brisbane and back home Sydney the next day. Well, it's yeah. Not, it's yeah. not unachievable on yeah. the concrete jungle. That's right. Yeah. So, well, yeah. so those platforms yeah. in essence aren't they they're not the cause of, of the lower rates. It's the actual um, laws and legislation we have in the country that allows people to set up a business without you know, the proper checks and balances. So, you know... Well, they, they, but they facilitate the lower rate, though. Well, they do. That's that's right. As I said, they, they, they're they a participant in it. But right. I so, believe so you get the bloke cause. That, you, get the bloke, you get the bloke that's decided that he's going to dodge as much of the regulations as he can, right? So, you know, we're fatigue-regulated vehicles, we're weight-regulated vehicles... We've got to go over way bridges. We can be pulled up at any moment to have the NHBR go through our paperwork, see what we're doing. In my case, I can get the bloody EPA pulling me up. Yeah. Um, you know, highway Patrol pull me up. But, you know, I go, not, it doesn't have to be a Dodge Ram or F-250. It could be a bloody Iveco white van, you know, or a Mercedes white van with mm. a bloody... Uh, 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 what, what looks like an enclosed car carrier on the back that you could put eight pallets in if you want to, eight none. That's right. But, be, you know, before eight, you know, 1.2 ton pallets. Now, the body thing's going to be overloaded to buggery, you know, and then you've got your inside of your van and you're tooling down the road. You don't have to go through a wave bridge anywhere. You don't have to fill a lockbook out anywhere and you're carting this freight at whatever rate you like. Mm. And getting away with it now. The customers are quite happy with it because they're getting their freight moved at the cheapest possible price at the time that suits them. Yeah. I've made this argument before. Yeah, I've, I've my customer it. knows that they're going to get there. If you put a skid steer on the back of a Dodge Ram, right, yep. Or, or, yep. or two pallets of something, yep. you know it's going to leave and be delivered. Yeah. So, you, you know, a lot of my customers say, we want you to quote on this, but we yeah. don't want you to take it to a depot and calm it off. We yeah. want to load it on your truck, we want to leave it on your truck, and we want it delivered. So we, so we become that style of carrier. So I guess if, if, if the skid steer is going on at the back of a Dodge Ram, you know it's going to go, so you know it. So the customer's satisfied on two levels, whether they're a little bit cheaper but they know it's going to move. The other yeah. part about it, well, my point that I'm trying to make with what I just said, though, about the white van, the Dodge Ram, the bloody enclosed car trailer or whatever it is, you're getting guys getting around that are unregulated in any way doing whatever they like. Now, I don't care what anyone says. They're just as likely to have a fatigue accident as I am. Mm. Yeah. And... You know, they're just, a, and people end up just as dead. It's not, you know, there are real consequences for this. And while we're doing this, the load, the load boards are facilitating this. They're not checking that there's any minimum standards. And this is where they're escaping, in my view, they're escaping their responsibility. And the worst part about this is that we can bicker amongst ourselves and the politicians can talk a big game. But the longer this goes on for, the more entrenched that it gets, 
the harder it is going to be to stop. Mm. Because once it's in place, once it's there, and the, and it's not illegal, right? Eh? It's not illegal. So uh, where where do we go with this? There there is a guy running up and down now. Who I know for a fact has got a vehicle which is out of dimension, carting cars. The guy needs to be stopped. Because how, how many cars are you on there? It's getting two. Yeah. Well, one in a van and one in a trailer. Mm. Um, and not regulated you know, at all. Not, reg- not regulated at all. Yeah. So yeah. if he's yeah. getting... Um... But he's doing it for commercial benefit. This is the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the thing in a commercial right. benefit. Yeah. Right, so there's nothing to stop me going and putting a big car trailer on, on the back of my four-wheel drive going down to a car dealership and saying, I'll move your car down to Melbourne for you for a thousand bucks or whatever. And they go, yeah, mate, no worries, load her up, where you go. We invoice it and all the rest of it. And, you know, as long as I've got an AVN, no one cares. You know, can you have that car down? Can you have that car down there in the morning? Absolutely, mate. I'll be over and grab it. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Mm. They ring, they ring Seba up and say, can you have that car there in the morning? Oh, no, mate. Won't be there for about three or four days. The bloody car yep. dealership, they don't want to hear that. They've got a customer in Melbourne that wants that car now. Mm. You know, and, come over here and do it, mate. Yeah. No logbook. They don't care. Away you go. And one of the things, because they can operate um, like that, they are right away from the current laws as we know them for the NHVR or anybody like that to do anything about it. It's. Can't you know, touch them. Just like Can't touch them. you throwing something on your car trailer and going for a drive. So it, it is a that part of it is a problem, but you know how we deal with that as an industry. Uh, I do do believe that part of the legislation well, they're trying to get through at the moment would um, would fix some of this. What what we do have to understand as an industry, though, we, we standing now in in a few cases tr- trying to get this legislation through. Um, I was watching the news this afternoon and apparently um, on detainees, you can change the law within a few weeks. Yeah, I'm the border. Hmm. It's going to go through by the end of this week, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. so when they all talk about changing laws in Australia, it's really hard. Well, apparently it's not. You not can, that hard. You can do not it. that hard when you're motivated. You can do it quite simply, so... You know, anyway, we've um, there is a lot of lobbying going on to help this, and yeah, but um, well, yeah, yeah. The 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 other part, the other part that uh, confuses me a little bit is that now we talk about minimum standards, and believe me, I accept and I agree that there has to be some minimum standards. The problem we've got to deal with is that they don't become the maximum standards, mm. right? But the other thing, the other thing is. The minimum standard should be, in my opinion, if you're carting freight for hire or reward, then you should be licensed to yes. do that. Yeah. And therefore, subject to all the fatigue regulations, the same as every other commercial vehicle. Oh, fatigue, Not a, 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 fatigue a, a, weight. Yep, yep weight. Um, and, 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 and we all realise size does matter, right? <laughs> But size doesn't matter uh, when it comes to this, right? You know, if you're going to be carting for hire or reward, 
and you need to be licensed, and that should be a minimum standard in my view. Mm. Over to you, Yogi. Yeah, 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 yeah. I very much so. I was not. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, sorry, buddy. Oh, yeah. I just sit there being... You're sitting there being quiet, but I mean, how do you feel? You're you're running around. You've got your truck there. You're looking for. I mean, you do what a lot of owner drivers do. I certainly get it. You know, we we can't the so-called. I hate to use the word, but snot. You know, because there's oh. money. There's money in. There's money in snot. We all know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Somebody's right. paying freight. Somebody's price possession. So yeah, there's money in freight. Yeah, yeah. There's money in freight. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I use, I use the term guardedly. We all know that's the term we use. Let's be adult about it. Well, one so, of the things there, though, is that if you're prepared to do something that others aren't, so yep, as an there's always driver money. with a with a with a drop deck or a float or something, um, yep. you're you're prepared to either wait in Melbourne for a day for that extra bit to go on there and you're prepared to unload everything to get that um, bobcat off the top deck um, and do yeah. things like that. <laughs> to reload. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've got to, you know, take off 16 chains. You know, as an owner-driver, you're prepared to do that because you, well, you're probably actually doing a right out of it. But and, and that's, well, I, I just received a text message from someone who yeah. I would say... If, if you're still there listening, the guy that just sent me the text message, I'm driving, so I can't read it. Ring in. What's the What's the number there? I have a good in front of. Oh four nine one eight two five six double three. Ring in and have your say. Yeah, I reckon I know. I reckon I know who the text message is from. <laughs> I haven't. I can't read it because I'm driving. Mm. So, and I can't say. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jerry, right. read me the text message because I'm on the phone. Because everybody are here. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. so some of the times, you know, like I've I've used those load boards and I've had uh, received freight from them or, you know, the negotiations with the client. But um, it's been an introduction into something bigger. But, you know, Yogi, you're somewhere and you've either got half a load or three quarters of a load and you just think, well, have a, have a sniff around and see what's there. And, you know, sometimes you're put a bid in on a job and it's, um, yeah, just that little, well, it's bit, great. little bit extra. It's, it's great entertainment on Channel 7 and Discovery yeah. Channel, Shipping Wars. Yeah. It's, a, you know, it's great entertainment. Yeah. You've only got to, you've, I mean, you've only got to look, I, I mean, they've made a television show out of it and I and I have unfortunately watched it once or twice, mm. I've got to admit. And, but, and I, but some of that is a, you know, the way they do it is a, is a race to the bottom. Um, Absolutely, a race to the bottom. Mm. It's always a race to the bottom. In my view, the the middlemen are always they're just parasites. Right? They're, oh. they're, they're sitting there. I mean, look, we all have to accept, I suppose, that there are a certain amount of middlemen. And for me, when I was an owner driver and had my own business, I tried to eliminate the middlemen as much as I could when directed to the customer. I know you do the same. Thing. Yeah, mad, we, do, we do as mad, best we can. Mad if you don't. Mad if you yeah, don't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, mad if you don't. You try as hard as you can. And when, and when I deal with my good owner-operator, mate, I don't be the middleman. I give yeah. them the job. That's mm. what I quoted. You send the invoice. Don't forget about me. But yeah. it takes a long time to get that core group of people. Mm. You yeah. know, you don't, you don't trust anybody. <laughs> no. You know? and, 
But this is this is where it comes from. So you yeah, you and you and your mates like Andrew Salter, for example. I mean I know that I know that you two share customers from time to time, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. But there's gotta be a certain amount of trust. Because you know, I I mean I know that there were guys that I uploads to for me that I just did the invoice and paid them, told them what I was gonna pay them. And they were more than happy, and I, you know, I kept fifty bucks for doing the invoice, and you know, and that sort of thing, and I didn't feel guilty about it. Yeah, well, if they, so, that's your relationship, that's your relationship. Yeah. yeah, but and that wasn't because I didn't trust them. I, well, maybe it was. I don't know if I'm being honest. Who knows? You know, you never well, know what's going to happen. Oh, I've I've seen it. I've seen it. We 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 done a hot shot to broom with another independent owner operator and. Uh, we went up there and then we got the broom and they're like, oh, you two up? Because a lot of hot shotters don't do two up. They do it in singles, which is not right. Anyway, we get up there and they, oh, you two up. So we go to our truck and they're like, do you want a hot shot back to first? And we were like, oh, yeah, no drama. But because it was a big company, a big corporate, yeah. Yeah. we weren't, that independent bloke wasn't on their system. So he had to go through somebody on their system. Mm. Yeah. Which is an absolute rot because we know we were offered money and he got yep. exactly half the money. Yep. Wow. That that is that is frustrating. Mm. Highway that, robbery. Yeah, that is highway robbery. You know? Yeah. They, might as well just, they might as well just stick their bloody hand in your pocket and just grab your wallet. Yeah, we we like you are talking minutes with phone calls. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like yeah, and you just go, holy yeah, so, that's, that's yeah, a, that, a lot, that's of, a lot of money for nothing. So, yeah, so that's where I feel like, and, and and like a lot of this stuff. So we, but if we, so all right, two, two ways of looking at it here, right? Locally, the the folks that work for me, local, or the the men and women that work for me, the pilots and whatever, we've got the customer on our system. Just send me the bill. Yep. Right. Whereas if I've got East West, Andrew Solders just on a dozer from from Melbourne to Perth for me. Yep. There's the bloke, there's the number, you do it. Mm. Yep. Yep. Oh, I don't I don't need to be a part of this. And, yeah. and I and on that bigger stuff, that least west stuff, you know, we do it. But if Andrew picked up a tractor out of Albany and dropped it at Williams for me, well I've got on mate on my system, he'll just write me a bill out. You know, and we we'll do it. So so there's a lot of open communication mm. with us to, to get to this point, but I always feel like I can ring these people when I need to ring them for freight, you know. And and um and and look, you know, Andrew's brother Paul, he's he's got a he's got set customers and blue chip customers, and you know, like major corporates. So so it's through him, you know. Yeah, well, when yeah. we do container boxes out of um, Adelaide to Melbourne, it's through Paul. It's not through Paul. Yeah, it's just it's just an alignment that they've got, and it is what it is. So yeah. yeah. Well, we all we thrive we thrive on these personal relationships in trucking. We always have. Yeah, you do. You do love the case. And this is and this is one of the things that disturbs me with the load boards. Right now, even with my old load major that I used to use in, in Adelaide, right, the tin shed and telephone bloke, right, yeah. or Tommy Baker up in Sydney that we used to use and things like that, they knew you. They knew what equipment they had. You had. They knew what your experience was. 
they knew what you would do, what you wouldn't do, what you could do, what you will do, what you won't do, what you might do. You know, they knew when you were coming. They knew if you were reliable. They knew if you were reputable. They knew if you had your insurances in place. You know, they knew a lot more about you. It was a personal relationship. So when yeah. they you know, matched you up with a lot third day. Yeah, That's every right. second or That's third day, you're sort of coming yeah. back through there. Whereas I'm That's not right. back through from locusts about this caravan. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so so they matched you up, as good or as bad as loading agents were, and there were some dodgy ones around, so, you know, not all beer and Skittles. But, you know, they, they had a relationship, and it was a personal relationship. It wasn't a remote relationship via a keyboard. No. At, a, at a screen. They knew who you were, they knew who you were dealing with, and they were part of it all, right? Now, one of the things that they're having a terrible problem with in the States is double brokering. Oh, I, cannot, I, I struggle to watch this, and I cringe when I see <laughs> memes about freight, you know, freight and double brokering. And right, now, like, people, can't be serious. People, that's illegal in, in, in America to do it. People, people still do it. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's illegal here, but what it is for those who don't understand it, it is where it, well. So so you get your, so you get your, oh, okay, so, you, uh, and let's and, and, and let's not use names, all right? Because I don't want anyone. We're not libeling right, anyone, right? Right, right. We're not we're not labeling anyone. We're not libeling anyone. We're not saying that anyone. I am not saying categorically that anyone I've ever had any dealings with or looked at has done this. I'm not saying that at all. We're right. talking about hypothetical. This is a hypothetical, right? A hypothetical. Right. Load board A, right, has a load. Load board B sees the load and says, hmm, I've got someone that can do that load. I'll bid on it, right? So he, he's got his fake profile and he goes and he bids on the load, gets the load and gives it to his mate, right? Or worse than that, goes and bids on it, gives it to someone else and doesn't pay anyone. Mm. And this is the sort of thing that's happening in the States. Now, Dean Craig, who has written for us a couple of times, uh, there have been emails going backwards and forwards. Maybe we should give Bob McMillan a bit of a quick phone call for 15 minutes because he's all over this. The, 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 the dodgy behaviour that some people are willing to go through, it, it's unbelievable. And we are so far behind the eight ball on it. Um, if we don't get started on it shortly, we're going to find ourselves in real trouble. Uh, uh. Well, yeah. I don't know if that's happening in Australia yet, but I know there's yeah, people that, that, that yeah. do that do take jobs off these low boards and... They don't own trucks, so they'll they'll win a job and then they, you know, whether they're um, consolidating well, freight double, to do, to do that's something. That's double brokerage. Yeah, but whether they're consolidating freight um, or not, who knows? But yeah, it's it's yeah, but but a lot of this came from the industry as well. You know, yeah, you talk about you, you give a job to Andrew or or whatever, yeah. or, or have this trust yeah. like. That did go on a long time ago for for a yep. lot of people, but then everyone decided that oh, I got a, a job off Jimmy over here. I'll just I'll just go direct to his customer and tell him to do it cheaper. I know, I know. And, and they've I 
you know, the industry does often shoot itself well, in the foot by that. And, well, and they that's often the, result in a robust conversation out in the parking area of the people in Wigby. Yeah, but what, yeah. what's happened yeah, yeah, recently yeah. is it's actually allowed these platforms mm. to to flourish. Because well, the technology's, what, the technology's what has allowed them to yeah. flourish. So, well, you, I mean, it's that age-old thing. You, you get enough crumbs, you're going to make a cake, eh? Hey? Yeah. yeah. But you, you get people ring you about jobs now and they'll say, oh, just after a price on this. And you say, don't you normally use such and such? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Right. What, well, what are you ringing me for? Like, yeah. you know, there's, there's a certain amount of respect that's gone where people will just, you know, yeah. happen to and go in and pinch, pinch a job. That comes back a lot of, you know, a lot of what you can blame on society, but... You know, if you said 10 years ago, 20 years ago, if you said you're going to ring someone to come pick you up on a corner in a random car, you've never met them and they're going to run you down to the pub. <laughs> you know, you sort of like, no, no, wait, that won't happen. We, we, we know the local taxi place. You know, Dino's a good dude. No, 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 this other person will just turn up. you just got to send a pin where you are and they'll pick you up. So that yeah. that's the style, isn't it? That's what it is. That's where the technology yeah. is supposedly going. It's someone well, um, to randomly bring you your takeaway. Yeah, yeah someone to randomly bring you your takeaway and then complain because it's cold and complain because it costs you nearly as much to, you know, to, to pick up a pad tie than it did to buy the pad yeah. tie. Well, uh, it seems as though, guys, we've had Bob call in. Here you go, Hello. Bob. You're, you're on yeah, the air, mate. Good day, Craig. Bob, hey, how Craig, are you, how mate? You? Yeah, hey, Bob, hey, Bob. Good, mate. I'm, I'm well. How's the weather up there? You got a cyclone yet or what? No, no, they're all all the scaremongers are talking about it, but it's right out in the Coral Sea somewhere, mate. Yeah, right. I heard it was actually <laughs> heading further south. Oh yeah, who knows where cyclones are cyclones. About fifteen k. Yeah, no worry about it. Yeah, no, it'll be fine. We got hours. Well, the thing about the thing about it is the birds are still out here chirping and singing, and the pigeons are still having a bit of a go. Ah, there's nothing coming. Are the crocodiles still there? The birds are the indicator. If the birds disappear, the cyclones coming here. Yeah. Yep. There you go. What you're talking about with the double brokering. Yep. That's a bit like subbing for a subby. Yeah, that happens. All uh, you know, I get a load for X, Y, Z, and I can't, and I can't do it, so I get uh, uh, ABC to do it. But instead of letting them do it direct for X, Y, Z, I take a cut, and uh, and you know, and they get even less money. But yeah. as far as the uh, load boards are concerned, they do set rates. And I gave an example of that in um, something to talk about yesterday, uh, where I uh, they were advertising for COD for trucks out of Melbourne to Sydney paying COD, and uh, I've tried quite a few times to get rates out of these people when I've had a minute to spare, and uh, I succeeded for the first time this week, and um, I showed an example where they're about thirty-seven percent behind where they should have been for that particular job. And that was on a primary uh, offer. Sorry. And that was their primary offer to. Well, uh, uh, it was their desperate offer because they were obviously short of trucks because they were they sent three three uh, emails about the same thing on the same morning from the, to to me and you know <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just a bit of a part time ad, admin bloke these days so uh, but yeah they was you know I was obviously been, they were obviously sending emails to everyone and anybody uh, Craig 
But well, they, they do the do is, that. Um, yeah. There was there were some that were actually bidding on freight, so they oh. weren't they weren't really a load. So there's some that are, are a platform for introductions mm. to work, and there's others yeah. that are actually um, bidding on work and winning it, and then yeah. trying to, to as as well, we say, yeah. sub it out. Um, well, I've talked I've talked about this week and next week about one particular operator who are going to totally revolutionise revolutionise the road freight industry in Australia, and uh, it's all just a great big heap of bureaucratic, or not bureaucratic, but uh, uh, what would be the word, uh, gobbledygook, and uh, I'll, I'll, I won't uh, uh, sort of preempt what I've had to say next Monday or Tuesday, whenever it comes out, but uh, I really think that these people are uh, they're in the process at the moment because they're middlemen and they're parasites, as Michael said. Uh, they're actually distorting the whole market and therefore the industry and the longer it goes on, the, the more difficult it's going to be uh, to deal with it. And whether you're talking about minimum standards, maximum standards or any sort of standards, they don't have any because the only thing they're interested in is saving money for the shippers and the consignors. They really don't care about benchmarking the costs or wages awards for drivers or anything else. And, and they're, they're actually being totally parasitic and, 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 and in a way destroying the, 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 you know the, the uh, because it's a pretty pretty uh, fragile balance we've got in the industry at the moment between co operating costs and, and, and earnings and uh, you know and some of the operators are, 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 are part of the problem rather than part of the solution I understand that but the thing is the longer it goes on the worse it gets and uh, we really need to be doing something about it and um, the uh, contractual uh, new contractual laws that Mike and I spoke about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I really think they could do something about it, but uh, without sort of people were understanding the the, the the need for urgency and getting onto the job, it's not something that I can do by myself or Mike or you or Yogi can do by ourselves, Craig, but the United Industry people need to have a good look at it because uh, while we're waiting for uh, industrial relations laws to be uh, worked out in the parliament, there is something there that could be done about it to get these people... Um, roped into something re responsible instead of being totally irresponsible as I feel as I feel they are. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I, I haven't really read that part of that legislation on what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I do enough. understand that it is still a court. You, you would have to go to court to make it happen, um, and that's what I think under the closing of the loopholes bill, well, they're actually yes, trying to remove that. Yeah. So. Okay. That's one thing that if you if you are in a contract now with um, with someone that supplies you work and it's on a you know a week to week or whatever, um, you don't really have any regardless of any legislation that says you you can um, take this person to court for an unfair contract because the moment you whisper that you you just don't have a contract anymore and no work so that makes it very hard to to go down that path. Whereas I think what what's trying to be introduced is that, you know, if there's certain standards and that to start with, that hopefully a minimum, look, or these unfair contracts aren't there to start with. Um, well, that's, 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 prevention's prevention's better than cure. I agree, but the whole thing is, uh, 
if uh, if you know the speed limit through Cardwell here is 50 kilometres an hour and you don't want to be get booked for speeding, you do 50 kilometres an hour. So if you know that someone's got recourse uh, against an unfair or an unreasonable or a, an unviable contract, sooner or later you're going to wake up to yourself and make sure you don't try and apply them. Hmm. And, and that all it takes, all it takes is, 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 is a, you know, it's a bit like the, the six men on Razorback. Uh, they succeeded where uh, all the people with their suits and their, their, their yacht club and journalist club memberships and everything else, they're all talking about it, but they did nothing about it. Um, all it takes is, is, is for the, the industry to say, listen, we, we're going to take this seriously. We're going to set up a, a committee and advise people to do this, and we don't need solicitors. We don't need uh, barristers. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll appoint some people with a bit of knowledge and a bit of experience, you know, maybe... Uh, I don't know. Someone there, there'd be someone out there. there. There's some talented people involved in the uh, state RTAs and that sort of thing. Mm. And say, listen, we're going to put a committee together here to, to steer people in the right direction. Mm. Well, I think that's what part of closing the loopholes is is trying to achieve. Yeah, the, I know, the, the but point that Bob's trying to make, the point that Bob's trying to make is, I think we don't need legislation to do it. If if our FDATA and that road, and the NRFA, and QTA, and all the state bodies, and SARTA, and you know, Cam and WA all said, no, no, we are, as a group, going to form a committee. We're each going to have a representative one, right? And anyone who has a contract in the transport industry uh, with an issue, they can come to us, free of charge, and we'll sit in judgment on it. And uh, it doesn't even have to be legally binding. All you've got to do is talk about it. They say, as a group, that XYZ company isn't doing the right thing, probably don't trade with them. Mm. And I wonder how long it would take. We don't need any legislation to do it. Well, that's... You that's, just do it. That's true. Mm. So, but in saying that, we, um, we've we been working very hard to get all these associations to come oh, together right. and do something like that. So, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I agree with what you're saying there. So, now that now that the associations are talking and yeah. and um, you know trying trying to make these changes you know I think we, in the last two years we've come a long way we've oh yeah there's no doubt about so, it but we're, so we're, we're drinking we, water at the moment but we're what sorry mm, oh but Mike, that's not a new thing to tread water in the transport industry. Yeah. Come on, bud. You've been around this merry go around long enough to know yeah. that we tread water. We're all super cool at treading water. One of these days, we're going to take our floaties off and actually swim in the big pond. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. There, there is a lot going on there, and you know, and I'll be, you know, we've we've got a conference on the tenth of February in Shepparton, the National Road Freighters Association. And at this point, we have representation from all these major bodies that we've just talked about. We've got politicians that are coming there. We've got ones from the crossbench who are actually, at this point, holding this legislation back. They're, they're turning up there for us all to have a talk to and have our say. So every association that we've just spoken about will be there to talk talk to these people. So... If you could have said that would have happened three years ago, there's no way, not a hope in hell that would have happened. But now we're doing it. They're already here. They've, they've accepted the invitation. The politicians are going to be there, you know, and this is happening mid-flight mid of that of that legislation being presented. So 
you know, we do have an opportunity and this is where we can all stand together. We all know this, this stuff doesn't happen overnight. It never has and it never will um, to get stuff through Parliament. You know, the legislation you're just talking about with ASIC stuff, it was brought in by the previous government. So if you think anybody's going to, in this current government's going to stand up and pay attention to that, you know, in... in it only, it only uh, became law on the, on, on the 9th of... Uh, it came into um, action, but it was brought in by the previous government. So... But this, the current government made it law, Craig, so it really <clears> doesn't matter. It should be... It should be um, uh, it should be bipartisan anyway. Something as important as that. Well, it, it should yeah, be, but, but well, they're that's not. Well, they're not making a song and dance, yeah, there, but they're not talking yeah. about it. It's not the the area that they're pushing. It's you know wind farms again. Mm. You know, yeah, but it's it, yeah. Uh, but the, the, the whole thing is neither political party, none of the political parties, none of the you know, and, and even Don Chip when he formed the uh, decided to keep the bastards honest, and he was pretty good about that. Uh, none of them have a, a monopoly on what's best for the industry or what's the best way to fix it. But there's and, a few uh, there's a few politicians out there now that are holding this legislation back who obviously don't care about any yeah, part of wanted, it. Any well, part of I'm it. not sure. I'm not sure about that. Maybe they uh, maybe they could have been invited to be part of it in the first place. Not now. Well, they've been talked to for the last 12, 12 or so months. So I'm not sure yeah, well, exactly yeah, where I'm that. Aware of that. Yeah. yeah. So. I, well, I understand we're, that we're the, running up to the top of the hour as well. We've got three minutes to go, and on um, talking, so yeah. we're running two hours tonight. Are you not going to push on more, or what are you doing? Nah, we'll just do our two hours tonight. Yeah, yeah, It's a good topic. Yeah, that's right. We, we, have, well, we always appreciate you coming on the radio, mate, and yeah, thank, your, thank your, you. your insight. Appreciate you, appreciate you, you, you know. Yep. Yeah. So we've covered a lot here tonight on the radio. So. What, what, where do we go forward and go on, and and what we do in the next Wednesday is uh, like we've gone everywhere from electric trucks to low boards. It's all electric. Imagine if we didn't have electric, we'd be have no low boards and no electric trucks. Oh, we'd have yeah, that'd be, to do. We'd, we'd be back. We'd be back with tin sheds and telephones and no computers. Yeah, that's that right. Good. That's right. And we'd be all worried about what, what, waiting at the you know the BP in Adelaide. What do you call it? White wing building and all lining yeah, up yeah, the yeah, public yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, You know. <laughs> and, 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 and somebody yeah. when I, I remember years ago I wanted to load the west and I went and read the, the yellow pages and somebody ripped out the transport section. That's so, right. Yeah, that happened to me in Melbourne one time too. Did you know what you know what I did, Yogi? Yeah, what'd you do, Bob? I rang Mildura and drove up empty to get a load out of there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well I got I got to Adelaide and I thought I've never been to the West. I'll I'll find a load and I started ringing around anyway. I didn't get one and here we are. But Right, gentlemen, straight up to the top of the hour. Okay. Thank you very much for coming on the radio. Yeah, thanks very okay. much. Good night, Queensland everybody. Rail. Queensland well, Rail, know your truck in the heart. Thanks for All supporting right. the show. And uh, yeah, that's it. We're, we're gone, by the way. Right, <laughs> eh? And as we always say, Michael, if you can't be good, be spectacular. Right, I will talk to everybody on Saturday night. Bye. 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 Bye.